Hi, everybody. Welcome to our ongoing midweek teaching series through the season of Lent that we've been doing on spiritual disciplines. My name is DJ Martin. I'm the church pastor here at Parker Ford Church, and it's so good to have you with us. Whether you're a member at Parker Ford or just joining us online, welcome as we continue and actually wrap up our series through Lent. Each of the Wednesdays, starting from Ash Wednesday leading up to this Wednesday, the Wednesday uh, leading into Holy Week, we've been looking at a spiritual discipline each week. I've been using the analogy of a house to describe different types of spiritual disciplines. We started the first three weeks looking at foundational disciplines, so the foundation of the house that really nobody knows is there or sees, and yet the health of the house is, is totally dependent on that solid foundation. And so we have spiritual disciplines like prayer and fasting and uh, the study of the word of God that are foundational to our lives. And then there's visible spiritual disciplines or outward spiritual disciplines. So the house that you can see from the outside. Um, and we looked at service a couple weeks ago and we looked at silence and solitude. And then we've also been transitioning into corporate spiritual disciplines or the dinner table spiritual disciplines in my metaphor. You know, in a house, you have the foundation, which the whole thing is built on. Then you have the visible house. And maybe the most sacred part of the house is the dinner table, where the family and relatives and close friends gather for fellowship around a meal. And these are corporate spiritual disciplines. Last week, we looked at confession, which isn't just between us and God, though it certainly is, but actually between one another, as James chapter 5 exhorts us to confess our sins to one another. And this week, we're wrapping up this, these seven spiritual disciplines we've been looking at with a spiritual discipline of worship, which would be another corporate discipline, another dinner table uh, discipline. When we gather together, one of the most beautiful things that happens in a corporate setting is the public adoration of the glory of God. When the people of God gather together to give him the honor, the glory that's due his name, when we worship, when we sing, when we pray, when we read the word publicly, we are worshiping together and it is forming us. It is forming who we are as we look and behold the glory of God. Before we get into the word today and and steady this spiritual discipline a little bit, let's pray. Let's give honor and glory to God and worship him. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, uh, this, this is a, a sacred week in the Christian calendar. As we walk through our year this, this week where we set aside time to reflect and meditate on the journey to the cross, on the death of Christ, on his final words, on the experience of the crucifixion, on your burial, on the darkness over the land, on the period of waiting, between the death and the resurrection and then ultimately the resurrection of Jesus Christ. All of this leads us or should lead us to a place of worship and adoration of glorifying our God. And so as we think about the spiritual discipline of worship today, the fact that we're looking at this on Holy Week is no accident. Father, we seek to be a people who give worship and adoration to you daily. And this flows from your victory on the cross. Through your resurrection and ascension, you are seated at the right hand of the Father. To you has been granted all authority and dominion and power to the glory of the Father. And so we pray this in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Richard Foster, who we've been tracking with, 
in his classic Celebration of Disciplines, he says to worship is to experience reality. It's to touch life. It is to know, to feel, to experience the resurrected Christ in the midst of the gathered community. It is a breaking into the Shekinah of God, or better yet, being invaded by the Shekinah of God. Many of the Psalms are dedicated to worship, are dedicated to focusing the reader on on to worship. And the Psalms have been used by the church and used um, by the Jewish faith uh, for many centuries before that. But the Psalms have been publicly used for public worship for thousands of years. Uh, Psalm 96, I wanted to focus on for a few minutes today as we think about the spiritual discipline of worship. Psalm 96 says this, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. If you're a follower of Christ, seeking to be formed into the image of Christ, you can spend the rest of your life meditating, listening, submitting, and obeying these words that we just read. Sing to the Lord a new song. Every day, sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord and praise his name. Proclaim his salvation. Every day, the salvation of the Lord is poured out to us through Christ and his Holy Spirit working in our lives. Let's declare his glory among the nations and his marvelous deeds among the peoples. It goes on to say in verse 4, For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Our God is most worthy of worship. We give our worship and our adoration. We give the love and the desire and passions of our hearts to all sorts of silly things. We give it to things like food. We give it to things like the stuff that we buy at the store. We give it to other people who are just image bearers of God, not God himself. We give it uh, to all sorts of idolatrous things. We, as the people of God, are being invited through the spiritual discipline of worship to give glory to the one who is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods, it says in verse 4. Verse 5, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord the glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let's take a moment and, and meditate together on verse 9. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness and tremble before him all the earth. How can we worship today the Lord in the splendor of his holiness? How might the Holy Spirit be inviting you today to worship, to practice the spiritual discipline of worshiping, giving adoration, or as the psalmist puts it, ascribing to the Lord the glory do his name? Let's worship the Lord together in the splendor of his holiness. The splendor of the holiness of God has been most explicitly revealed 
through the person of Jesus Christ. As it says in Colossians chapter, chapter 1, Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of creation, the very imprint of the image of God, through whom and for whom all things have been made. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. We're worshiping the resurrected Jesus Christ. Day after day, we are taking glory. We're, we're giving thanks for his salvation. The forgiveness, the salvation that comes through the victory of Jesus Christ over sin, death, and the grave. The psalmist says, let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. We could spend all day looking at the words of this psalm. I wanted to invite us as the people of God in Holy Week to think about these words leading into Monday, Thursday, leading in uh, to Good Friday, leading into the Saturday between the death and the resurrection where we wait in anticipation and leading into Easter Sunday where we celebrate our risen Lord. So my weekly challenge to us this week is this. Set aside time this week to worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. As you meditate on the, on the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, specifically set aside time to ascribe glory and worship to him. Secondly, worship God in a creative way. I want to invite you to worship through writing a poem or drawing a picture or writing a story or, or writing a song. Make a flag to wave in worship. Do something creative and tangible to give glory to God. And thirdly, I want to invite you to journal about your experience. As you're worshiping God creatively, through the arts, through singing, through whatever way the Holy Spirit puts on your heart, what are you learning about God in that experience? And what are you learning about yourself as you do that? I also want to leave you with these questions leading into this, uh, this precious sacred weekend. Several of the Psalms exhort us to ascribe to the Lord, glory, worship, and honor. They use that word ascribe. What does it mean to ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name? Think about that word, ascribe to the Lord. Secondly, how might practicing worship as a spiritual discipline grow your intimacy with Jesus? And finally, what are ways that you can build the discipline of worship into your regular routines? Let's be a people who worship God. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to have you with us. I hope that this was a blessing and encouragement to you. I pray that you have a wonderful weekend meditating, celebrating um, the victory of Jesus Christ, confessing openly your need for him and brokenness. I pray that he continues to form you and that his resurrection power is found through the Holy Spirit and the word of God in your life bearing much fruit. Once again, thanks for being with us. Have a great week. Go with God. Be blessed.